a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell time and jingle. Whoa! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. We got the Christmas spirit rocking on BDB. In the holiday spirit. (laughs) Little jingle bells, it's not your day. Nothing wrong with that. Jingle bell rock, I should say. Um, This week's episode... Not a whole lot. We're going to just touch on some stuff from last week. You know, games that happen. Uh, Patriots still suck. Um, and then maybe look into a few NFL games, maybe a couple college games. There's not many. Um, one. There's only one, yeah. Army-Navy, so that's a big one. one but be fun to talk about. Um, I know nothing, so maybe maybe one of you two can educate me. So, um, yeah. Don't even know where to go from there. Let's let's do Patriots right away. Let's just get that scrubby fucking piece of shit failing organization in the spotlight. They're going backwards. You know, I'm just going to I'm just going to say this and I want you guys to think about it. Is Bill Belichick good? Is he a good coach? Yes. He hasn't I, even he hasn't I, even he doesn't win without without uh Tom Brady. Okay, let me ask you. I I've I've said this to you before, and you name me one coach that people consider a really good above great NFL coach that has won without an elite quarterback. Consistently, name one. You can't. Andy Reid had Donovan McNabb for fucking years in Philly. Got to a hop countless NFC championship games. He had a couple good seasons with Alex Smith. Now he has Mahomes. Uh, Pete Pete Carroll did. Russell Wilson, the first four or five years of his career was pretty fucking good. He well, sucks now. I don't know, man. Maybe he wasn't very good, saying. and maybe Pete Carroll led him to be very good. What about like Shanahan on the Niners? You could uh, say uh, Sean McVay did. Sean McVay, McVay had Jared Goff. Or, or, uh, and he didn't the, win, though. or Peterson winning though. Okay. Peterson. But, okay. I, what I said to you is consistently for a long time, been successful with a bad quarterback. I, it doesn't I happen. It was good for like three years with, with golf. And then, and Do then it showed how good long he was time? with a good quarterback. You think three years is a long time. But the point is that he's not even like, it was his job to get the next good quarterback. It's not a GM's job. He is the fucking GM. He's the meat and so, the potatoes, bro. He's does. So, he's not doing it. He's not. What is he good at? I've come around we don't on know. something with this. I'm still not convinced Max the guy. This is a lot different if Patricia's not the OC. That's kind of on uh, Belichick, though, too, isn't it? No, no, it is. No, and I agree with. I Bingo. agree with that. That definitely is, but from a from a pure like player standpoint, I'm not convinced Max the guy. But I also think the the majority of this problem with the offense this year is more on Patricia than Mac. And the offensive line has been bad. Who like what we said touched on before? Who coaches the offensive line this year? 
er, early in the year, it was Mac. Right now, Mac seems to have a little bit more confidence, and he's not like just flailing in the pocket and having happy feet, um, which is Patricia. But also, the offensive line is garbage. Mm-hmm. It's Bill's yeah. job to put an offensive line together. Like, like, what are we doing? You went and got you got rid of Shaq Mason, who was like probably your most consistent offensive lineman, and you brought in a fucking scrubby Chattanooga guard who you think can play it. Who also has not let up a sack in like six and a half games. No, oh, because he plays half the time, dude, because they bench him. What did you guys think of the Mac Jones like freaking on the sideline about, you know, stop running the fucking ball? Like, do you like seeing that? I love yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. I never was like one to be like, oh, Brady's a whiny baby. Like, if you're not playing sports with emotions, um, it's just going to happen, you know, and. All these old analysts who say that, like, there just wasn't a thousand cameras on the field when you guys played. I swear they were probably right. yelling at their, like, on their coordinators and stuff like that. Or your coordinator was up in the booth and, like, after the game you bitched him out. But if you're not playing with emotions, dude, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to, like, settle down, especially when you're losing. No one likes to lose, and you have a boiled up emotions. That's what I li- I'm glad Mac did that. I'm not glad that he, like, did that, but I'm glad that he has emotions and cares about it enough. Right, like I'm not happy that it's something that he has to do because the the, the, the fucking offense is just a complete shit show. But yeah, uh, I'd rather my quarterback act like that than just be a fucking robot like mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. I wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots come out this week and somebody else is calling plays. I know I've read I, Bill was like, "Hey, I like what." what our system is and all that. I don't, I don't believe, I think he likes what his system is. I don't think he likes the play. Like he's got to be watching what we're watching. He can't like the play calling. Um, so I, I just feel like something he's got to give like the offensive line and the play callings are probably our two biggest issues right now. Max, not very good anyway, but you're not going to be good with either one of those being bad, let alone no. both being bad. So those are our two biggest issues. And that's what Matt Patricia's in charge of the offensive line and the play calling. He's he's got to be like settled down to just one, and that's Bill has got to make that happen. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, and like, but there are times too, like when when you said like Belichick was like, we don't want to make a big decision like that in the middle of the season. It's like, well, then then what's the point? Like, it's not working, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to do something to change it up. And I I listen, I'll be, um, if this is the same thing next year, Shory. I'm going to be right there off the wagon, carrying the fucking torches to burn the fuck bon, burn Foxborough down. Like I, if he does this again next year, and Patricia's still the OC, then I'm, I'm out like that. I'm out on Belichick doing that shit. So you clearly are a fourth year because for me, it was year one with cam after Brady. It was like, okay, wait, is he even very good? And the second year I watched and I'm like, all right, he went and got talent, but he didn't spend it wisely. Uh, or he went and got players, but he didn't spend it wisely. And year three, I was, like, totally out of him. And he brought in fucking Matt Patricia to coach the offense. And it's even worse. So you're a year four while I'm year three on the hatred well, see, or the, or the see you later bill train. Well, see, the whole thing is I the whole Cam Newton deal. Like, what are your other options for quarterback that year? It's not like they like could have gone out and got a guy like a, a above average starter. It wasn't so to a, me like that. That's a wasted year. Like yeah. I don't that to me. I don't even like that. The year Cam was starting quarterback. Yeah, I could give two flying. It's about it. 
it was. So then I look at Cam. this year's year three. It was the Cam year. So like my issue was that I can't even name the number one wide receiver they had that year. It was Jacoby Myers and oh my god, I, I, he came from Carolina. Uh, I can't even name him. That's how bad it was. Like they didn't put any yeah. weapons on that team. That, I just call it the Cam year. It's not as much about Cam. Um, but the year after Brady left, that that team was left in shambles. So I mean, I think but, they had no cap space going into that year either. It was just a complete clusterfuck. Yeah, because Brady bailed um, out so many fucking times. Well, yeah, by taking pay cuts and uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I I am. I need to see what the off season looks like because I have a hundred. This is this is the reason I'm saying this. Hundred million dollars in cap space after this season. You can get a lot of work done in the NFL with a hundred million dollars in fucking cap space. I, I hope it's like five players. Yeah. No, and that I hope it's like a two, a one special team player, two veterans, and two stars. Like I don't want five good players. I want two stars. Yeah. And I haven't even looked to see who's like free agents next year, so I'm not really sure. But it ain't gonna be a wide I want to see. I want to see what the off season looks like. What they do with the OC, and then um. I will be fully prepared to kind of start jumping off the bandwagon yeah. if they can't figure it out. The number one ranked wide receiver going into the next year for free agency, Jacoby Myers. So that's going to be an issue. And they're probably not going to pay him. <laughs> so you're you're only going to look in to go backwards. So yikes. And this is, a, this is the end. Again, I'm, you can't expect like a rookie wide receiver to come in and do something. But I do feel like this, like this year, although one of them just went back to school, that like Keishon Butte from LSU decided to return to LSU next year. Well, he which stunk was, this year. So. Yeah, no, it wasn't a good year. Um, but there's some guys that I think playmakers that are first-round talents that may be available to the Patriots. Yes. Um, mid to late first round. So. Yeah, no, there's definitely. Well, so like I said, I, I got one more I got one more offseason, $100 million in cap space. Change at the OC. We'll see what next year mm-hmm. brings. And then if if he's still rolling fucking Patricia out there, I'm out. I'm done. Okay. So if you if you're, uh, how about this? If they roll Patricia out, right? Um, if they don't make that swap, what if they lose every game the rest of the year? Because that is so possible. That is so possible. They have yeah, only two have winnable what? games, in my opinion, out of six. Arizona, Vegas, Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo. Is that a, is there four games left? Five. Yeah, five, five, five. Two out you know, of five are winnable. I think it's Arizona. Vegas, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami, or Miami, Buffalo. Miami, Buffalo. Yeah, I think the next two are the the two winnable ones. If he loses these next two, is he coaching for his job? No. I I disagree. I think they give him one more. With with the amount of cap space, I think they give him one more go of it. I just, I don't know. I also think that the, I, listen, I know Miami's playing on a different level or whatever. But I think that game, last game of the year in Foxborough, I think that Miami's winnable. I'm not saying they will. I just think it could be. I don't think they have a shot in hell to beat Buffalo. Buffalo literally, literally is like a fucking cat playing with right. its prey when they play, when they play New England. They like, might play it differently, they, though. Buffalo might if it's last game of the year. You never know. Yep. Yeah, but depends, Miami, it depends yeah. on the yeah. 
it's not even be healthy, but I feel like they've gotten so much better throughout the year anyway. Um, like the Pats played in week one, but Miami's gotten so much better and like more comfortable with their offense. And even without like Waddle seems really injured. He's barely playing. He's playing like 35% of the snaps, I feel like. But like even without him, they still torch Pats. Torch. My opinion. We'll see. I just I just now I'm looking at it like Patriots just are struggling to defend wide receivers. But, but <laughs> truthfully, at, at this point, I mean, they're not, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And they just too many, too much shit ahead of them. So for me, it's like, I would rather them lose every game the rest of the season. They go six and 11. They're going to be picking pretty. No, I, top, I, I, imagine. I mean, honestly, like that's best of the organization. I just, I don't want to see it. Like, no, but well, that's I see what you're saying. I don't want them Do to you lose them all. Do you be it, like, yeah, let's get a better pick? Because like, if you move up five spots in the draft pick, that's huge collateral to your like franchise to move up five spots. So if you just lose the games, you know, I right. always find it crazy how like teams are, you know, they lose the number one overall pick because they tried hard in, in the 17th week. It's like the owners should have done more to like make sure they lost. I yeah, mean, the, and just, the Jets are the next team ahead of them, and the Jets don't have an easy schedule to finish the year either. So, obviously, the Pats have the tiebreak against them. So, I mean, yeah. they're only one game out. Don't seven make it? Seven yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, but I think the Pats, I think in order for them to make it, they have to win three the next five. At least three. I think they got to get to nine and eight to have a shot. Yeah. They're not going to get Without in that being right under in 500. I think we're going to see a lot of wildcard teams sneaking in around 500, right below 500, though. I just, I think it's going to happen now with seven teams making it from each conference. So I think we can't, like, look at history and be like, oh, you had to be, you know, 10 and 6 to get in before. I think, like, teams can be 8 and 8 now and still sneak in as a wildcard. Oh, yeah, no, and that's what I mean. I think, I think, Paul, I mean, I haven't, like, stared at the standings, but I'm thinking they probably, 9 and 8 gives them a legit shot, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's wild is the Raiders have, like, a shot. Yeah. They've won three straight. Yeah. And they play the Pats coming up. That's a huge game. Supposedly, right. Waller says he's going to be ready to go for that one. So, <clears throat> be interesting. And they don't have that difficult of a schedule remaining. The next three games for them is the Rams, Patriots, and Steelers. Those are all wins. Oh, those are wins. And then they finish the season against the Niners with now without Jimmy G. That's a probably a winnable game with fucking Brock Purdy playing quarterback. And then they finish the season with the Chiefs and the Chiefs in the week 17. Who knows? Buffalo could have the conference wrapped up or another team could. And they may just say, fuck it. We're sitting people. What difference does it make? So, yeah, the the Raiders could go on a fucking heater here. Wasn't that one of your Super Bowl teams this year, Sherry? Of course it was. Mm-hmm. Of course it was. Well, they, haven't done, they haven't done anything yet, dude. So just, I mean, calm down. <laughs> no, their defense is uh, just terrible. Their defense, their secondary is terrible. They're, they're, they, and the crazy part is they probably should be, like, close to, like, eight or nine wins. They've lost some close ones, like, stu- like yeah. the Jags. I think they're well, up, like, 20 nothing or something. Was like, it Baltimore, too? Yeah. Baltimore, they were up. And they blow like two games that were up by 20 points or something. Something stupid like that. And then McDaniels, I think, is like 2-0 two, two against Bill in his career. So, And Bill sucks against his old old coaches. So 
That one that that one's not a gimme for the Pats. No. No, not at all. Uh I think yeah, Sherry was up for it. I know that. Fagola probably was not up for it, but your old Tommy Brady's heroics on Monday night. Gola, did you see the highlights for it? Uh I saw the like last touchdown. Well, they were down they were down sixteen they were down sixteen to three with three minutes to play in the game. Yeah, so I knew that, and then I saw like the touchdown pass with like four seconds left. Yeah, but I didn't, um, I didn't see anything else. And I believe Brady is what is his record since him and Giselle officially split? It's like what four and it? one, or like three, three and one. one. Yeah, three and one. I think it is. Yeah. So they still look like going, they say so they still look like trash, going, but he's probably going out to get a bunch of strange. That's why he's fucking playing. They're winning games. I don't think he has to go anywhere for that. Well, I mean, I'm just no, saying. No, I know what you mean, but that guy. His DMs are got to be full. <laughs> I could imagine. He probably has people, like, checking his phone for him. Um, while you guys are talking about <laughs> um, Patriot stuff, I was just looking at stats, like season leaders and whatnot. Do you guys know who's leading the league in rushing yards? Yes, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs at 13. 10 tunnies, 1,300 yards. Yeah, 1,300 yards right now. He's on pace for like 1,900, I think I checked it was. And then I was looking, uh, most receiving yards is Tyreek Hill. Uh, his pace right now would be like nine yards shy of Calvin Johnson's record. What's your guys' take now with records with the 17-game season compared to 16-game season? Like if Tyreek, you know, beats Calvin Johnson by five yards, but Calvin had one less game. No, yeah. I still... I think it almost has to be like a game's worth. Like if Tyreek beats a record by like 125 yards, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's his record. To me, like I, I just like it's, and it's the same thing with a sack record. I mean, if you if you beat the sack record by a half a sack, and mm. it was in 17 games, to me, it's like. Yeah, Didn't that happen last year? Record. Didn't happen last year. Uh, he tied it right, but he played. He, he missed the game. Oh, he did. Yeah. So to me, that's what I mean. I guess it all depends on how much like. If you, if Tyreek, like I said, breaks a record by 125 yards, I got no problem with him saying, you know, whatever, most receiving yards in a year by a receiver. If it's like two yards, they're still going to recognize it that way, but I don't look at it like that. I have no problem. I just think like, you know, 10 years from now, we're not going to be like, oh, wait, was that the year that uh, Calvin Johnson played 16 games or seven? Like, it's just like, it is what it is. Now that's a 17 game schedule. Just go beat their stats, and you know what? Some kid watching football with their dad right now is going to beat your stats. It's just going to happen that way. Yeah, I think, like, say if Tyreek beats him by, like, 15 yards this year or something like that, I'm, like, while I'm talking to people, I'm like, yeah, he has the record, but he, you know, he did it by only 15 and had one extra. Go. I'll say that for, like, this year, and then I'll forget that that happened, yeah. you know? And then I'll just, from then on out, be like, yeah, Tyreek is, like, the all-time leader. That's, I feel like, the way my brain would work on that. And, like, it's, like, I, I said what I said, and I, like, I don't, I'm not going back on that. But really, at the end of the day, I also don't really give a fuck either. Right? Yeah. Like, I like I just, to see I like to see records fall. Uh, I think it's cool. Like when like like if Dickerson's record falls, it's been it's been there for what, like 30 years now, 40 yeah. years, something like that. So that's like going to be a huge, huge record to fall. But then it's like, is it tainted because it's 17 games, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah. like the major league, major leagues talking about like shortening the season. And it's like to me who like loves to see these records drop. It's like, if they shorten the season, no records ever going to drop. So 
unless it's like a batting average over 400 type thing, yeah. you know, something like that. But any of the counting stats, there's no chance. So I think like obviously stat wise, you can always just throw stats out there like, oh, this guy had more games um, and this guy had more yards. But like at the end of the day, if my kid asked me who was better, Tyree Kill or Calvin Johnson, I'd probably just answer it. Calvin Johnson. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the actual answer, but I'm just saying, like, you know, for me, it's not even about stats. Like, some guys might have better stats, but it's just who's better. Do you guys ever, like, and this is, like, a very random thing, but I cause I remember, like, when I was younger, like, asking my dad, being like, I mean, how good was, like, Walter Payton, right? Because he remembers watching him play. It's like, I always think about that, like, while I'm watching, like, certain sports. And I'm like, I wonder if someday, like, my kids would be like, hey, dad, like, how good was, like, LeBron James? Yeah. Or like Kobe Bryant. And it's going to be like, they were really fucking good. Like, yeah. I was like thinking about like certain, like, who are the players that like maybe my kids will ask me someday, like, how good was this person? Mm-hmm. It was, like, it's random, but. Well, it's funny. Like, yesterday I was got like the little basketball hoop out with Buckley and I signed him up for basketball. So I got the hoop out for him to shoot around on. And he was making a couple shots. And I was like saying, like, oh, Kobe, Kobe. But it's like, he has no fucking idea who Kobe Bryant <laughs> is. You know what I mean? Like, zero right. clue who this guy is. But. I'm sure when he grows up, he'll see some highlights and whatnot and ask about it. That'd be cool. Uh, one game we talked about last week, and I think you guys were on the correct side. I was on the wrong side of this one, but the huge win for the Bengals beating the Chiefs. Uh, the Bengals are rolling. They they are rolling right now for sure, but it's like, do the does do the Bengals have Mahomes' number? Yeah. Oh yeah. Burrow's three and zero against them. Three and zero. He's not Mahomes has never beat him. I was with you, by the way, Kev. I said I'll oh, just you never were? bet against okay. Mahomes. I like, that's think just... I took Cincy. Yeah, I think you, you did. did too. Yeah, I thought one of you did at least. But uh, I also took Tennessee against Philly, so it evens out. Me too. <laughs> uh, Jamar Chase's first game back at 97 yards, so it's like he's not skipping a beat. So, well, there was some crazy stat where uh, a rookie was Burrow a rookie last year or maybe his second oh. year. It was like um, a quarterback who goes the first time to the Super Bowl, like in his first two seasons. He never makes it back ever in the history of the NFL. But it's crazy. so like th- that's the case. And it's like saying like Burrow's never going to go back to the Super Bowl again. Like if history, you know, is the same for him. But it's like, I just can't picture that happen. I feel like he's too good. Yeah, and I feel like either. this team is good. But the They're NFL has have- proven where it's like really hard. Like the, the Patriots are the exception of the rule where it NFL is really hard to continually get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, look at the Chiefs. It's like, I mean, I still think, you know, what Mahomes has been to what, two? He's one and one. Is that what it is? I think, I think so. Yeah, lost to the Bucks. Um, and it's like one of those things, like, I can picture I can picture the Chiefs with Mahomes making it to three or four more. Or even mm-hmm. more. It wouldn't surprise me if it was more than that. Um, But, yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I just feel like Cincinnati is too good. But I think the window's somewhat close. I mean, the window's there while Burrow's on his rookie deal. Yeah, that's where like when these young quarterbacks and like, like that's where it's like the most important to like really make a run is because once you get into like having to pay a quarterback and then they're eventually going to have to pay Jamar Chase. It's like it's just us getting fucking hairy because you just don't have the cap space um, to pay everybody. So. That's what made the Patriots so good, right? It's like Brady always took the team friendly deals and yeah. was able to add the pieces in behind them where like the, a lot of quarterbacks nowadays just take the max deal and it, it kills the rest of the team. Yeah. Or you or you get idiots like I'm actually surprised the Cowboys are playing as well as they did with like the the deal they did with Zeke. I feel like you don't see that a lot with running backs, but 
They're good. Did you guys uh, see Justin Reed, safety of the Chiefs, what he said before the game? No. Oh, before the game, uh, he was just talking about – he was trying to come up with Hayden Hurst, the safety, because he, he's a – I mean, he's a safety who's on Hayden Hurst, the tight end one-on-one most of the game. But he mixed, mixed up his number, um, and he had T. Higgins' number, and he was, like, talking about how he was going to shut him down before the game. And they were like, T. Higgins. And he's like, oh, no, the tight end there, Hurst. He goes, you know what? Fuck it. We're locking them all up. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you saw, um, Jamar Chase after they scored their first touchdown, he, uh, went up in his face and gave him the money sign and, and pretty much just said like, we heard you. And, uh, then after the game, Justin Reed, like continued, was like, Hey, this is an unpopular opinion. Uh, but we, but I was still right. And I've never seen like a, a, a fan base, like become like so hatred of their own player so fast. <laughs> Like, dude, it's not about you. This is about our team, and we lost. Like, shut. Like, literally, so many Chiefs fans were like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, just go out there and play. Like, I we hate you now. What an idiot. So it, it's I, I, you guys should pay attention to it more often. But it's pretty. It's it's becoming like a big story in Kansas City, and it's funny to watch. That's that is pretty fucking hilarious. So I love a little trash talk gun wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw a stat that said like over the last two seasons, the Jets have scored 30 plus points in three games. And in all three of those games, Mike White was the starting quarterback. Mike White. Is that his name? Mike White? I think it's yeah, Mike no, White. no. He's yeah. definitely the guy. He's Yeah, he's the guy that's going to give him a chance. What's his name is done. His career in New York is to- toast. It's no, he can't, he's not coming back from that. No, but at least he's having fun with a bunch of moms. So <laughs> good for him, Zach Wilson. Uh, what's the deal with Lamar Jackson? His injury. He's Any out idea? for at least two weeks is what I saw. Huge going into a lot of leagues. You're going to be starting their uh, playoff push yep. for yep. fantasy. So that is enormous. We have um, a player in our league who is benching everybody to try to match up with him. Uh, the owner of Lamar um, doesn't think that his team's good anyway. And then you take away Lamar. Um, Rafi going with a, a bold strategy. Wow. I really, really hope that fucking bites him right in the deck, dude. Yeah, I, I think the fantasy gods will not be happy. No, that's a greasy way to do things, I, I think. I actually think he'll listen to this, and I think that uh, he won't have the balls to go through with it. That is just, that is setting yourself up for jinx so bad. He's got a lock on, there's like uh, five teams that are, there's five teams that are third place to seventh place, and we have eight teams in, and he's trying to lose to get that lock up that seventh place. That Um, is a dangerous game. My gosh. Yeah. So, and the way it works is one and two seed. One and two seed play each other this week, so the one seed should beat the two seed, so he'll Gov will stay in the two seed no matter what. Yeah, who's his backup? Well, it's a three quarterback league, so he Mac Jones I know would be the guy who has to go in for Lamar. Which if is that in two weeks? Yes. Against so the against Raiders LA. defense. 
I mean, uh, not LA. Uh, yeah, Las Vegas. Vegas. So that's, I mean, that's not. I mean, well, Mac let's be easy. Like... I mean, Mac was probably good for maybe a half a tutty. <laughs> Like he might throw for 220, and we're just not used to it. Um, 220 is a great game for him. So that's interesting. Uh, what and, and thoughts on that? Like, is that cheating? Like, is I'm actually surprised you guys haven't instituted a rule on that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's doing it so he can be, you know, match up with who he wants. And I actually don't have a problem with it because I do think the fantasy gods will settle it themselves. You know, like there's some Greek aura to our uh, to fantasy, and if you don't treat the league right, the league won't treat you right. I I just uh, who who is he playing a team this week that's not good or oh good? so here's the other thing like does it fuck someone else's playoff? There's chances? two teams going for eighth and eighth place, so one through seven's a lock, um, one and two are a lock between the two of them or something yeah. like that. And then everyone else is jockeying. But so it's Kreckle and Coleman playing for eighth place, the last team to get in the playoffs. Kreckle's up 30 points, but he's also up a game. Um, but Coleman's playing rough. So yeah, Coleman's pretty much guaranteed the win. Right. And all he has to do is outscore him by 30 points and he can push. But if so Kreckle now, wins, he's in because he's but, got a better record. But he's like, but he's still like potentially altering the playoff race because yeah. of his, this, well, yeah. Yeah, and you know what it tells me is that Ruffy's team, Ruffy just thinks his team's not good enough to just win anyway, so he's going to try finding ways to get through. There's been a lot of that talk. Yeah, yeah, I just, he's fucking, his team's just, maybe his team's shit. Yeah. Yep. Maybe he just, he's not, no confidence in it, so he's trying to fumble his way through it one way or the other. So, who's in the battle for last place, Shory? Um, It's already locked up, uh, Kim versus Jack. They're in the toilet bowl. Ooh. And the funny part is they play each other this week. And then the toilet bowl is the final week. So, yeah, it's a lock. Uh, poor Kim is, uh, well. Not feeling good about it, is she? Yeah. I mean, she could be, you know, just two kids standing on a street corner. <laughs> you know, I mean. Uh, Asking hey, for money. Anything could happen. You know our league. We, we could put her through anything. So. Maybe, maybe because um, from what I've heard, I don't know this for sure, but her brother lives in their house rent free. So maybe he'll take the loss for her. You know, Ooh. I mean, he's only 22 years old, and has never paid a dime of rent and lived there for two years. Uh, just from what I know, just from what I've been told, I don't that's know for sure, but that's my guess. Um, that would be respectable. Would do her a solid. That would be respectable. That would be doing your sister a solid. He could pull a rough yeah. and bench his team. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he wants to eat that burrito. Yep. Oh. He could, yeah. Wow. A lot a of lot implications. A lot of, st- a lot of stuff happening this week, yeah. Um, college football. USC, TCU really, you know, they fucking did what they had to do, didn't they? Really dropped the ball there in the conference championship game. USC, just an absolute choke artist. I thought Pac-12 was going to get a team in this year. They fucked that up pretty good, didn't they? <laughs> it wasn't Did even we close. Say, uh, Utah fucking dummied them. Is Florida the Pac-12 champions? <laughs> There's a shot. Florida's the Pac-12 champions. Fifth, I mean, like eighth place in the SEC. I don't know. Maybe 10th. I don't know. First in the Pac-12. 
No, like just I, just think about what the Pac-12 did the last couple of weeks to like really fuck themselves of getting oh my a team God. in. Like like Oregon blowing the game against Oregon State. If they wouldn't have done that, they would have been in this game against USC, playing USC, where then potentially whoever won that game could won have it. got in. Yeah. Could have been into the and then so then that doesn't happen. So then USC gets in this game, they're favored in this game, whatnot, and just get fucking dump trucked. I am like so shocked. I know like Williams got hurt and whatnot, but USC's defense is just trash. Yep. So good to see. It's just like like if any conference is gonna do it, back twelve, have at it. Yeah. Um. But I will say, despite TCU use, losing, the committee got it right as far as I'm concerned in terms of. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I do too. The, the the four teams that went in, I I I will say, I would have loved to see like. The committee just like kind of put their nuts on the table and say, "Fuck you, TCU. You guys lost. We're putting Bama against Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, all-time great fucking like just a team brand-wise." But they got it right with TCU. I I don't think they deserve to drop, and so I I'm fine. I was good with the way it went. I agree. And I actually think that TCU, Michigan. I mean, I think Michigan's better, but TCU is in every fucking game they play. Like I just feel like it's a game where. They're just gonna they're gonna grind grind it out, and I think that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I think um, I would have liked to see. The only thing I wish I, that I, that would have happened is Ohio State passed them for the three spot. I know people would be like, "Oh well, you don't want two Big Ten teams." No, I do want this Big Ten matchup. I want it now. Like I want Michigan Ohio State hatred, and then you put them on a neutral site, and. Oh my God! With the national championship on the line, I think that would be one of the biggest games ever in college. Yeah. Ohio State, Michigan, like come on! Why didn't I think they screwed that up? I think that's the game. I mean, there's still the possibility they play in the national championship, which would be amazing, right? I awesome. mean, but I think that um, I don't think that Georgia loses. So um, having them play going to the national championship would be fucking amazing. I love that they did cut TCU at three. I hate that the, potentially they could have been penalized for going to yeah. the conference championship and losing where Ohio State just sat there and did nothing. So I like the rankings. I, I think it, obviously it would have been cool if Michigan and Ohio yeah. State played because like we got to see with Duke, North Carolina last year in the final four, like obviously like just like the hype around that game. And like this game's not going to be played until New Year's Eve. So we get another 24 days, 23 days until this game happens. Like if it was Michigan, Ohio state, like would be hearing about it already. Like we haven't heard yeah. anything about any of these matchups yet, but if it was Michigan, Ohio state, there'd already be like talk going on. So, yeah. uh, I do think they got it right. I think that even like a week ago, the committee was like probably shitting themselves. Like <laughs> we're in a tough spot right now. Like we're going to yeah. put a team, we're going to leave a team out who deserves to be in. And I think everything happened perfectly for them to get their four teams in. Yeah. And we're not questioning anything about like who will zuffed out. So, yeah. Kind of sucks. So I like You're to see definitely sweat, right that they probably got it right. It's just my own personal thought. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I wanted, to, I wanted to see Michigan versus Ohio State one more time with the yeah. Natty on the line. Um, uh, what was the story? I think it was both. Was it is Kansas State playing Bama in the bowl game? Yes. Wasn't someone from Bama talking about how if case if K if TCU loses the K State, they don't deserve to be in. Because K State's not like a legit team, and now Bama's getting it playing against Kansas State, so it's like a lot of good bulletin board material for K State. Yeah. I can't remember who said it, but 
Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. Kansas probably State, fucking yeah, that, probably that um probably that fucking douchebag Paul Feinbaum. Um <laughs> the uh I think it was a player dude that was out of his yeah, I think it was out of his days. Well, Paul Feinbaum's like got like Nick Saban's nuts in his mouth at all times, so I figured it might have been him. No doubt, no doubt. The fucking bald headed cocksucker. Um, anyways, the committee got the final four in the playoff correct. But I will I want to say this. The Heisman is a fucking joke. Yeah. Because All it of, is is a quarterback award. And I'm sorry, right. but Hendon Hooker, I don't know how the hell he's not a finalist. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, maybe it's because he got hurt and, like, you need to play the last week or two or whatever the situation was. But Hendon Hooker had a far better season, like, I and maybe than maybe, well, I'm going to say this. I haven't looked at their stats, but just, like, from what I remember, it seemed like he had a way better season than Stetson Bennett. See, I'm actually on the other side. Like, I think Stetson Bennett deserves it. I know a lot of people are against that. But I just feel like Stetson Bennett has done his job as well as anyone can do. Like, he's used what his skills are as well as he possibly can. And, and just, like, giving his team so much confidence. There's games that he's won for that team. And there's plays that he's made that other players would struggle to make for that team. So, I'm okay oh, with I'm Stetson not, Bennett. I think a lot of people I'm are, are hating on him. bad. I just... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at like yeah, obviously Hendon Hooker's a better had, player. He had 3,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, and six picks this year. Hooker had that, 31, 3,127 touchdowns, two picks. How many did he have? Any rushing? What, what was his rushing stats? Mm. You had to ask, dude. Uh, rushing. He had five rushing touchdowns, 430 yards rushing. Yeah, Bennett had 184 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. So I don't know. I just look at, but it, I, I, whatever it is, what it is. But they, I just, they just need to like stop. Like it's, this is a quarterback award. Like no, there, I would no running back receiver or anything else will ever win this award again. Well, just two years ago, wasn't it? Didn't the guy in Bama win it? Yeah. Devontae's Not going to happen. <laughs> won't happen again dude <laughs> I don't know about that I, or, or even Blake Corum I mean I know he missed like a last week I gotta say something real quick I feel like Shuri always he always he a lot of times Shuri has struggled texting like typing things correctly but you still you call him Devante Smith isn't it Devonta 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 or whatever it's the slim fucking reapers who he is <laughs> All right. Um, who are the finalists again? Is did Corum make it? No, it's all quarterbacks. Oh, Corum didn't make it. it? No, it's Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, Stetson Bennett, and and Dugan, Max Dugan, Max Duggan. Duggan, yeah. Williams is gonna win it. Yeah, yeah, I Williams. Would imagine. Gonna win it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like obviously, like in the NFL, they they um. It's usually like whoever's the best team, right? The best, the best, the quarterback on the best team, unless it's just like an absolute defensive team. That's usually, I feel like the NFL works for MVP. Is like, does Heisman like have it written out? 
you know what I mean? Like where it explains like the criteria for winning the award, where it has something to do with like your team being the best, like Georgia is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just the best player in college football. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I maybe so, but I just don't look at. I just don't think you can make an argument that Stetson Bennett's one of the top four best players in college football. Yeah, I agree. That's silly. I think too. He may not. He's probably not even the best fucking offense player on his team. I saw stuff like put put Stetson Bennett on Tennessee, put Henry Hooker on Georgia, and like, what do you got there? It's like Georgia's going to win every game by like seventy. So, uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks, real quick, Shory, your boy, heading to the draft. Yeah, I I mean, obviously skill wise, he's there, and I think he's like a project. I was hoping another year of college, but you know what? It's unreal, like, how many kids now with the use these transfer portals out of control. It's gonna mm. be like, they said it's going to be like 1,300 kids by the end of this in the I, transfer portal. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't, I wonder, like, what it was, like, a year ago or two years ago, you know? Oh, my God. Years ago, it was, like, two kids on each team maybe left. Now it's 10, yeah. 15. It's, it's absurd. I think, didn't Bama lose a shit ton? Bama also, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it really is absurd. Uh, I, I was gonna say, do, do you think do you think preseason top twenty five Colorado will be ranked next year? They have she had no business being no. There's no business that I being do. ranked. I don't. You, you think they'll have a top recruiting class and then maybe get oh, some yeah. transfers that can play right away? I do. I think they ball. I think they, I think I think kids want to play for for Dion, man. And like, is the cornerback following him? The number one cornerback in the nation there two years ago. I haven't last seen year? it yet. Yeah. Um, but I just think like if you want to get your name out there and you want your name to be seen, you'll go you'll go to Colorado because Dion will get but your name me, out there. Like he'll be on TV. Right. But hold on. Let me like let me just. I don't disagree with you, at all. But if you're a top recruit, other than the fact to say that you play for Deion Sanders, you can go to Alabama, you can go to Georgia, you can go to fucking Ohio State, go to Michigan, USC, Notre Dame. They're on going to be on TV the same amount or if not more than Colorado is. So your name's going to get out there regardless. Other, the but only, you're playing the only for prime time. To, Well, that's what I'm saying. The only lore of that is you're playing for Dion. It's not like he's going to do any more to get somebody's name out there than like the kid playing for Alabama. That they're on national television every single week. And they're not on at 10 o'clock at night Eastern time like Colorado will be most of the fucking season. And most people aren't going to stay up and watch them. I think what you're missing is not just on games is what I'm saying. Is that Dion, if you watch him, has a whole fucking media crew with him 24-7. There's fucking guys. When he goes to take a shower, dude, there's a fucking cameraman and a, and a mic dude fucking like, what's Dion saying in the fucking on the thing? It's everywhere. It's, it's his social media. It's his Instagram. It's his all of his followers. And now these kids get to be a part of it. And they see like Dion as one of them. And, you know, Dion came from the inner city. Dion balled out and he, he backed up his swag. And he was one of the first people to like walk in an NFL team and be like, it's okay to have your swag and bring it on the field. 
um, and, and keep it in the locker room too and be cool enough to do it and be a good teammate. And like these other guys see it. And I think that they're going to be intrigued to go there. I mean, we saw it at what Jackson state. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. It, we're definitely going to see it at Colorado. D- is, is he like, I'm sure like a lot of these players, like, cause he went to like one of the historically black universities there. And like, that's what was huge for that because he made the push to like get a lot of like, you know, inner city black kids to come there and try to make him on the map again. Yeah. And, and it's cool because the players can relate to him, but is he like an actual, I have no idea. Cause I, it's, they're not even like division one, right? Jackson state. Double A. Yeah. Double A. It's like, you mean, or yeah. whatever it is. You guys probably don't know this really either, but like, is he even a good like football coach, like in-game coach, like X's and O's type guy? You know what I mean? I feel like his record is. Yeah, but I don't know. You might be right. It It could be the talent. Like, obviously, if you're getting the number one recruit in the entire nation to come to your school, like, and you're a one double A, it's like. And his son probably would have played like D1 football at a power five school. His his son's a baller, man. So, you know what I mean? Like, he probably. So. It could be a combination of both. It could be a combination that he's just got way more talent than everybody and he can ride that. But um, I would imagine it's just not a publicity stunt from a Colorado standpoint. I mean, they were the worst fucking team in the country this year. So you would think that they like want to get some eyes back on the program, but they also want like you need to do that by winning. So you would you would want a guy that at least you would think has an idea when it comes to like X's and O's and what he wants to do. He's pro- he's probably going to be an equivalent to like Calipari, like where he recruits like a motherfucker, gets like a ton of huge prospects. Guy's going to be great in the NFL and whatnot. And then when it comes time to like actually like performing on the field, they like they're competitive, but they're not going to be like, you know, the best there is every year, like Saban is and whatnot. So, yeah, he's 27 and five as a coach at Jackson State in three years. But I do think it's not about just being a coach it's about who you put in around you right like yeah right obviously being a good coach is part of it but like game decisions like how like that's more of like for the head coach like how can you make your game decisions and stuff like that and what's your game plan going into it um i i don't know man i just think that i think it'll be all right like i i feel like he's one of those people that have so much confidence that like he's just not gonna second guess himself um, when you see a lot of these coaches do and they're not like sure about it, I guarantee on a lot of fourth and shorts, Dion's like, fuck that. We rolling for this. Um, I, I, I don't think there could be anything more exciting other than the fact that he went to Colorado, but I think Colorado's gonna be on the map. I mean, he just got one of the assistant coaches from Alabama too, to come over and yeah. is the D, D coordinator. So yeah, I, I think that's what's cool about college football, though, too, is that, like, he can he can be the recruiter and get all these guys there. And then if he just gets, like, a lot of, like, if it's a good offensive and defensive coordinator around them and just, like, let them do the play calling and, like, he does, like, you know, the bigger things about going for and fourth down, using timeouts whatnot. But he's just more of the recruiter. Like, I think Colorado could be really good. Yes. And, it's like, the, I like you look at, like, pictures of their stadium. It's fucking incredible. It is a beautiful stadium and locker room. One of uh, Uh, Katie's friends, or was it Katie's friends? Maybe you guys, I think it was Katie's friend. They got married there because they went to school there. And they actually got to run out in the field with the Buffalo. That's Ralphie? Yeah. That's awesome. It was like part of like the package of getting married there in the stadium or something. So That's so fucking sick. That that would be worth it by itself. We'll have a gold chain on him by the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
That's good shit, dude. Hey, you know what's like is really too like real quickly going with the Dion thing. It's kind of like him. I think he saw the writing on the wall with USC and UCL leaving. Like outside of Oregon, that conference is right for the picking. I mean, Utah has mm-hmm. been so is always solid under winning him, but yeah, I think he's kind of sees the the, the 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 conference is probably down a little bit once those two teams go. So. And then we were talking about this too, like with the move to 12 teams for the college football playoffs, the power five schools are going to get an auto bid for whoever the conference winner is mm-hmm. two years from now, when they start doing that with those teams being gone, it's like Colorado could easily win the pac 12 and then boom, they're in the, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Just like, like they could literally go from being the worst team in college football to two years later being in the college football playoffs. There's not many like people that could do that. Like, obviously, if, like, Saban up and left and went to Colorado, they could do that, you know, shit like that. But, like, Dion's one of the few people who could up and leave and do that. Right. And the thing is, is he doesn't need to go. And with that whole thing with 12 teams, he probably doesn't need to go 10-2, and 11-1. I mean, teams are going to get in at 9-3. and three. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just how, you know, the way it's going to be, so. Yep. All right, and- let's like I, I know that. Sorry, real quick. One no, last so thing. Fagola said that the AD didn't even know in our own chat. We texted the AD didn't didn't know how he was going to pay Dion, but he wasn't worried about it. Could you imagine the amount of money that's going to roll in now? I mean, they're going to be on TV all the time. the The black and gold color scheme is going to be fucking awesome for Nike. Yeah, I mean, they're is. just going to be rolling out the best yeah. fucking jerseys for this team because they'll be on TV every week. It's going to be fun. It, it'll be a fun. It'll be fun to watch. It is and gonna be weird money. though, like when like we're we're doing like if we're doing previews and whatnot, and they're talking about Colorado, because like why would we ever talk about Colorado football? <laughs> they were, right, like they you know what they, they were this year? One in eleven, right? Yeah, one in eleven, dude. They haven't been good for a long. I mean, they've had some okay teams, but like back in the early nineties with like Cordell Stewart and like Rashawn Salam, they were fucking that were like powerhouses then, and then just things went downhill after that. Downhill. Trying to find who they beat. Oh, they beat Cal Bears. Wow. Tough. That's tough. All right. Football matchups for the week. Uh, We got a couple. I got three NFL games, then just the alone college game. It's Thursday night game. We talked about them a little bit earlier. They're hot. The Raiders playing against the Rams. Is Baker starting in this game? They say he might. <laughs> if he starts, I'd be shocked, dude. There's just no way. I mean, they, uh, they say he might, but it's like how many plays he, can he fucking he, actually know? He can't He can't be any worse than fucking Bryce Perkins. No, or Bryce John Perkins Wa- bad. You're right. Or John Wofford. <laughs> when they oh. when they Panthers announced that they were putting him on waivers or whatnot, and then teams were going to claim him, the Niners, uh, Garoppolo got hurt, and then there was I saw a shit ton of memes about like how McCaffrey was gonna be so pissed off if Mayfield found his way back <laughs> I to didn't him. Even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raiders are favored by six on the road in this game. Uh, yeah, Raiders are are hot, winning the last three, and the Rams have lost their last six. So this would be a game that wouldn't like this would be like pure like Raiders fashion. They'll just lose it. They playing so much better. The, the the Rams are in complete and utter shambles, and like I could just see like the Raiders coming out laying an egg. Uh, but I don't think so. I mean, like we talked, the the Rams are a fucking disaster, and 
do you think the silver lining would be, oh, we are, we're going to get a top five pick? Uh, nope, you don't. You don't even have that. So, um, I don't know. I, I just think hope, I just hope the walls keep caving in on them. Um, so, I'm going to take the Raiders. Easily Raiders. But just, it's funny. There'll be two teams probably who finish maybe in the bottom five. Uh, the Broncos and the Rams are there. Um, and neither one will have their pick which is fucking awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I love seeing that kind of stuff. But Who has the Rams pick? Uh, must be the D- Lions. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But And no Aaron Donald in that game, by the way, so that also helps. So I think Jacobs will just eat. Just keep feeding Jacobs a little play action. Devontae, Devontae Adams, I don't know. I'm probably saying it right, right now. I'm you got to write that one. One's yeah. Devontae, one's Devonta. Devonta. I say Devonta. Yeah. I don't know if it's right. I'll just but... start calling him Slim Reaper again. Yeah, Devontae yeah. Adams. Uh, just just let him have like let those two guys eat. Like that's not hard football, man. Um, imagine if the Pats did something to get Devonte Adams. That would have been nice. Uh, just Stevenson and you could run that kind of scheme, Stevenson and Adams, but uh, that will never happen. Just a dream. Just something to think about, Pats fans. Raiders by a million. Raiders by a million. Uh. What was I going to say about this? I don't know what I was going to say. But, yeah, the, the the Rams' defense is, like, surprising to me because I feel like they put so much into their defense. But, like, they've got hit by hard by injuries this year. Uh, so, Raiders' offense is nasty. I imagine the Raiders are going to win this. I'd like to see the stats for goal. You always say that home teams on Thursday night usually fare well. I'd like to see the stats on this because, like, if that's the case, this would be an interesting one with the Rams being at home in this one. But, I got to imagine you pick Raiders here. Uh, huge one in the AFC East. The Jets heading to Buffalo. Bills are actually favored by nine points in this game. Uh, Bills just all around a great team, it seems like. And Jets aren't bad. I Here's another million-dollar point spread. I mean, million-point spread. Bills kill the Jets in a revenge game. They're so mad they beat them early in the year. Bills are going to beat them by a million. That's my yeah. uh, that's my uh, margin league pick as well. So I think it's more hopeful than anything. Nice. I've already used them, so I can't put them on that, but... Uh... I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd use it on this dude. They just the Bills to me have just been such a weird team this year. Uh nine seems like a lot for this game though to me. For a Jets team that's not that bad. No, they're not. But yeah, it's I don't know. And it's a divisional game. Where'd you say it was? Is it in Buffalo? It's in or... Buffalo, yeah. Nine just seems like a real lot to me. I mean, I'm taking the Bills to win the game, but uh, that's a lot of points for an in-division game. Yeah. You got anything to say about a goal? Are you good? No, oh, sure. Pretty much. I'm with okay. them. I think, I think the Bills are going to. All right. Uh, and then we got a Sunday night game. Dolphins. Dolphins. Heading to the Chargers. Chargers six and six in the year. Dolphins eight and four. Dolphins favored by three on the road. 
some points being scored in this game, though, most likely overrun in this game is 52 and a half. Ooh. Fairly high for an NFL game. Both teams coming off a loss this past week, though. Where's this game? In L.A.? Yeah. Give me the home team. I I still have high hope for Tyreek punching somebody in the face on his team. Um, and let's just go on a big-time Miami losing streak, you know? Uh, this is another hopeful for me. Just what I want to see. I'm selfish, and that's what I want to see. I want to see Miami crumble under pressure. Tua gets punched in the face. Another concussion. Knocks him out for his career. Breaks Tyreek's hands. He sues him. Um, it just crushes the Miami franchise. I would imagine the Dolphins must have stayed in California this week, right? Um, I can't imagine they flew all the way back to Miami and then whatever. Um, do you think in any situation, if Miami wins this game, the Chargers fire Brandon Staley? Yes, he sucks. They have, a, they have a lot of talent on that roster, and he has not done He's the shit most with overrated coach. I mean, I've been on this train all year. He's so, the most with overrated all that, coach in the NFL. All right, I just talked myself into it, Miami. Yeah, stay, they're going to fire him. Fuck it. Yes. Miami. So, um, Chargers are two and four in their last six. Only wins against Falcons, Cardinals. Uh, I mean, the Niners and Chiefs were in that in that in those two losses, but it's just... I thought the Chargers were, like, up and coming because they had... Like, maybe because they had a, a little win streak in the middle of the year, but uh, I am taking the Dolphins in the road in this one, too. This is kind of like a win-win for the Pats, right? Like, the Chargers are fighting for the same playoff spot as right. they are. They're um, probably rooting for Miami. But if Miami loses, it's just great to watch Miami right. lose. So, <laughs> you never know. Um, it's a win-win. Yeah. Kev, so I found this article, and this is just, it was it was published in, like, 2020. So, there's, like, two years worth of data that's not there. But from 2012 to, it was, like, right at the beginning of 2020, Home teams straight up in Thursday games were 77 and 56. Mm-hmm. Against the spread, they were 66 and 64. So cover, they, you know, they haven't, they, you know, didn't cover as much, but they straight up, they've won most of them. Right. At a, at a pretty good clip. I thought it'd be better than that. Like, I thought the home team would be more. Well, and it could be. I Like they said, there was like, oh. it was only two games into 2020. So you got basically two and a half seasons worth of stuff that's not there. I'm just like quickly going back through this year. And I feel like there's more away teams won on Thursday night than home teams, but really? yeah, it's, it's, it seems close, but uh, maybe I'll figure that out and come back with some stats next week. Uh, in our last game, the only college football game going this week, Navy playing Against Army, this game is neutral f- field. I think it is every year. Uh, playing in Lincoln Financial Field where the Eagles play. Saturday, 3 o'clock game. The, both teams suck this year. Navy's 4-7. and seven, Army's 5-6. and six, But Navy uh, is favored by 2.5 in this game. So. I don't know anything about either one of these teams. 
I will say this. I feel like this is like this is a college football game. It's on my bucket list. I want to go to one of this. I, I guess it's like absolutely electric. Um, and I believe next year they're playing at Gillette. So that may be something I may try doing. With that being said, my uh, my wife my wife's grandfather would probably strike down on me from from fucking heaven if I didn't say this. So I'm all I'm gonna say is go Navy beat Army. Wow. I don't even know. I've just, as a kid, have always rooted for Army over Navy. Um, just because, I don't know, some guys fight on ships, some guys fight on their feet and uh, and tanks. And I've always been, like, in favor of the guy fighting on tanks and, and his, on his feet. And, you know, I also say one of my best friends was in the Army, so go Army. Uh. I think it's cool for this game, like how they do the uh, neutral site field, but like, it's funny how they've already have all the stadiums like picked out up through 2027. Wow. Wow. So like it is, it is in Gillette next year. Uh, So it must be like a huge bid for these, this game because it's sold out and it's so big. Yeah. I mean, it's the only, it's the only game on TV, obviously. So that's huge for viewership and whatnot. Uh, so the name of the trophy for this game, you guys have any idea? It's the um I've seen this. Yeah. Is it something to do with a gun? No, no, it doesn't. It's uh, it's isn't it like a it's isn't it a um like a name of somebody in like in the armed services the, that trophy or something? Yeah, I guess I think maybe it's a uh, a title. The commander, the command, the commander trophy or something. So okay, so the name of this game, Army Navy, the winner of this game gets the Secretary's trophy, right? But then the way it works is that every year, Army Navy, Army Navy and Air Force all play each other. So that's called a triangular series, where there's three teams in the series. Yeah. And the three teams in the series combine to make the Commander in Chief trophy. Oh, okay. Commander in Chief wow. trophy. So, uh, Air Force won it. This year, because they beat both teams, so Air Force is two and zero. The other teams, you know, obviously can only be one and one or zero and one or two zero and two. So Air Force has already won the Commander in Chief Trophy this year. Um, but all all three teams have like won that trophy over the last four years. They did have a tie in twenty twenty one, which is kind of cool. And then there's only one other uh, set of three teams that has a triangular trophy rivalry. Any idea who that might be? It's tricky. I mean. Pretty sure they're all D1, but you all right, Fagola? I don't know what just happened. I my I had an ad stop playing on my freaking. Oh yeah, we couldn't hear it. And and I was like, what? It just jumped the shit out of me, and then oh, I hit yeah. something, and the screen changed. And um, you said you're pretty sure they're D1. Uh, well. I know, I know, I know. Like one of the teams definitely is. I don't know if the other two are. I think they are, but I have no fucking clue what no conference idea, they would be in. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I think one one of the teams is one of the uh, big draft picks the uh, Patriots just got this year. Chattanooga. Oh, was Chattanooga? Yeah. Oh my bad. No, I guess I'm wrong on that too. Just cut that out, Sherry. Uh, it's called the Michigan Mac Trophy. It's Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan. <laughs> Are they oh, all D1? Shit. They're all D1, yeah. They're yeah, all on the yeah. Mac. They're all on the Mac? I think so. Oh, does that make sense why the name of that is then, wouldn't it? 
The Michigan Mac Trophy. Yeah. So those are the only th- those are the only two triangular rivalries there are in college football. A little trivia for you. Uh, so we're not going to do six back this week, obviously, because there's nothing to pick. Uh, are we done with it? You think, or you want to do it again for like bowl games, like bowl games. New Year's New Year's Six? Maybe we'll do your New Year's Six. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Do something like that. Uh, but Fagola, 64 and a half, Shuri, 49, uh, 59 and a half. And I'm at 45 way back. <clears throat> That's the football talk. One thing football I want to season, say, football season's winding down and I hate it. I mean, college is like, at this point for me, like, I don't give a shit about any bowl games that aren't the, the, yeah. the college football playoffs. I I just like can't get over that we like I feel like we just started like we're so excited for the start of football. I know. And it's like and here and it's, done. I rattled. It sucks. It's weird. Uh, one thing I wanted to say for about college basketball. Did you guys see that Boston College, who's in the ACC, has now lost to UMaine and UNH this year? You what know why? The fuck? You know Isn't why? that insane? Yes, but the the reason being is because I'm pretty sure their like their school is sponsored by New Balance, so all this shit is, is New Balance. It is. Was it so? Is Maine's? Was it U Maine? Well, U Maine's like one double A or no, they're not. I guess they're not in college basketball, but so is Kawhi Leonard. They're actually decent in basketball, which U-Maine. explains maybe the Kawhi Leonard fall. Yeah, true. I didn't even realize he was still playing. Right. I'm not even like exaggerating. No, I know. You haven't heard his name. Two years. Is that it? Are we good? I uh, you guys I... wanted to get into a little uh, baseball stuff. Pot stove. I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. We should. Uh, yeah, we should. I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, I, get... I can't think of the top of my head. I can maybe look some of them up, but uh, yeah. obviously. Well, but I, yeah. Go ahead. Big Go one. ahead. No, I'll just say the big one with Judge, obviously. Fucking back Giants the pulled that one out of the hat, huh? Didn't see the Giants getting him. That's, like, to <laughs> me, to me, like, I'm obviously really happy he came back to the Yankees. But, like, that's, like, a bigger story to me is just how much Heyman fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, was, it so much. And it wasn't even the best part is, is when he initially tweeted it, it was arson, arson Judge. Yeah. So people just ran with that fucking thing. And then it was just the guy is a complete and utter fucking buffoon. Oh, so good. Him like rolling out the next tweet to be like, yeah, I was premature on that. And uh, anyways, go on for go. You could. You no, I'll just say, Judge, nine years, three hundred and sixty million, resigned with the Yankees. From the sounds of it, both the uh, Giants and uh, Padres, Padres had higher offers. Um, the Padres, I just don't even them motherfuckers are just throwing funny money around at this point. They, they are. They tried signing. Anyway. They tried signing. They had a higher offer for Turner too. For Turner too, yeah. So, yeah, that was the other one. What was that? What did that end up being? Was that nine years, three ten, or ten years, three ten? He had 11, 11 for three hundred. Um, it so makes Turner me goes, love that recruiting is part of the signing now. Like guys used to just take the money, and it seems like well. Do I have a market in San Diego? Like, there's already like three already stars there that yeah. could be eating up my market. Like, well, and uh, I think- Judge must have thought about like what he means to to New York, obviously, to go back, um, where he's like a legend there. So like, 
Well, yeah. I love this. There's a, it's not just funny money that San Diego's trying to do. Like, bud, you got to put your best pitch together. And I do think, like, with Turner, I think from the sounds of it, he was pretty dead set on getting back to the East Coast. I yeah. Think that's something he wanted to do. So even, even though San Diego offered, I don't know how much more it was, uh, he was pretty content with going back to, you know, back on the East Coast. It would judge too. Like I, I mean, I understand he, he, the Yankees drafted him. He's been a Yankee his whole career, but it had the plane to it a little bit. Where it's like he'd be going from the arguably the friendliest hitter ballpark in all of baseball to one of the worst hitters ballpark in all of baseball. San Francisco is not friendly, um, so that's got to be that. I would imagine that had something to do with it. But then when, um, you know, forty million a fucking year for the next nine or. Yeah. Next nine years also helps. Yep. He's doing okay. I um, wish I could go back and see what we projected would happen. I know I was like, I was pretty high on my thing, and I think he's pretty high. Oh, yeah, for the dollar. We did say the dollar amount, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know if I wrote that down. I might have wrote it down somewhere. I'll have to figure it out. Uh, I saw a funny statistic. Uh, the Mets signed Justin Verlander for two years, 86 million, whatever, 86.6666. So he's getting 43 million a year. And then last year they signed uh, Scherzer to a very similar deal. And I think Scherzer is also getting 43 million a year. Uh, so I saw a funny statistic where it said that the Mets are now paying Verlander, Scherzer, and Bobby Bonilla. Eighty-seven million dollars a year. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby B still getting paid. I, and I think I, I think I, I, say, I think I, uh, I don't think it's for life. I thought it was like thirty years or twenty-five years a after million, or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he, it's not for life, no. But he, um, another thing too, I saw like I think I sent it to you guys was, uh, Verlander and Scherzer make like forty-three million dollars a year, and I think the Orioles payroll last year total was forty-four for the entire roster. <laughs> It's awesome. Um, Bobby B's paid through 2035. There's another 13 years. Good for him. That's the Um, team I'm surprised not making a splash is Baltimore. Like, I feel like they have some young guys that are coming to their own. They got some young prospects. And like, if you start being like, you have, you have the payroll now to start. I thought they'd be a big time. I don't think that they're, I don't think that their owner has any interest in spending money. Really? I don't believe. I, I think he's one of those a guys. Decent market, man. No, it is, but I still he just didn't want to spend the fucking yeah. money. I wish they would. Um, I think that would be a good team. Yeah, and then the other big big signing was um, the Rangers with Degrom was at five years. I don't remember what the dollar one eighty five. One eighty five for thirty thirty seven a year. So that was that's a big one there. Who knows? I mean, he hasn't really pitched in the last two two years, so we'll see if that yeah. actually pans out for him, but. Um, yeah, like, I mean, nothing, I can't even remember what the Rangers did this year, but like say DeGrom does what he did like two years ago when he was just fucking unhittable. Does this even put the Rangers like, no, uh, Heck like, no. cause you're still playing in the division with the Astros and the Mariners who are like pretty legit now. I mean, the Angels are always there, like, maybe if the Angels get a couple pieces, like, I don't even know if this does anything no. for the Rangers. No. Well, they, so they were 68-94 last year. Yeah. And that's with Martin Perez being one of the best pitchers in baseball in the AL last year. Um, but I, I, I mean, look at it like oh, – go ahead. Sorry. Obviously, like, DeGrom's better. But, like, his ERA is not going to be that much better than Martin Perez's was, like – 
And Martin Perez is going to fall off. Like, there's no way he's going to do that again at that age. So, like, I just don't – they don't even have a number two pitcher. Like, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, there's no number two. There's no – there's no number three. There's no number four. There's no number five. And after your Semyon, who was not very great, uh, and then who's the other guy? Seager. They got Corey Seager, who was mm-hmm. healthy most of the year, but he's probably not going to be healthy another year. Like, if he was never healthy the years before, and then he had one healthy year – the track record is that he's not a healthy player. I do, I do, I do like that the Rangers do it because I like to see teams try to be competitive. I hate when like teams like Oakland or Baltimore just sit there and just you know, yeah, just collect their money. But I, so I think right. that's cool in that fact. Um, so no, and I, I will say from a Rangers standpoint, I'm looking at it now. They they scored quite a few runs. I think they had a top. Let me look at it real quick. I want to say they may have had a top ten offense. Um, yeah, once Semyon they, came around, because I mean, Brandon Lau had a pretty Brandon good, Lau. Not, Brand, not Brandon Lau, Nate Lau, Nathan, Nate, Nate Lau. So, yeah. they, so they were they were just outside the top ten. They were twelfth last year in offense, and then, but if you look, they had the they let up the ninth most runs in all of baseball last year. So, yeah, you kind of had to figure they were going to do something. They also signed Andrew Haney. I'm pretty sure Haney signed with them. Haney had a pretty solid year with the, the Dodgers last year. So, there's another starter. So it was clear to them what their what their game plan was, and that was to, to get into the free agent market. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if they can maintain that and they stay fairly close to a top ten offense, and um, you know, stop letting up as as many runs. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I can't imagine they're going to make a charge for that division, but you know, maybe they flirt with a wild card, especially now that there's like fucking half the teams in the league make it. Uh, one signing I think is like kind of going under the radar, which I think is a pretty huge one, is the Cardinals getting Wilson Contreras with Yachty retiring. Yeah. Obviously they're gonna lose a little defensively there, but like I think that's just so because like the Cardinals are there, they're right there. I feel like. Yeah. With the resurgence of Goldschmidt and just Aaron still doing him doing his thing, so I think that's a pretty huge signing that's really not being talked about. Um, yeah. But some of the names still available, obviously, Correa is there, uh, Carlos Rodon. They're saying his market value is about 32, 33 million. I like, that dude just pitched I would love him. to see the Sox jumping on that. He just pitched himself into that contract. Wow. Uh, JD's free agent, Syndergaard, Bogarts. Are the Sox going to re-sign any of these guys? I don't – I can't imagine the – well, maybe they re-sign JD in, like, a low-level deal. But I still – reports say they're still making a – Strong push to try to sign Bogarts back, but you're talking, I think, could be somewhere around eight for 220. I think the longer Which, Bogarts goes without a deal, the better for the Red Sox. Like, I agree with you. He's there. not going out there getting that deal. So if you can get Bogarts back, they sign the guy from Japan, Matt's Yoshida or whatever. Maz, his name yeah, is. Yoshida, Matt, Matt's Mazataka Yoshida. Uh, and then Kenley Jensen, at least they got a closer. Yeah, I'm I mean, that instead of the fucking committee yeah. thing. Um, Jensen's no longer like an elite, elite guy, but he's like in that next tier down. So yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Two years. Um. So I. They still got some holes to fill, though. Oh yeah, this team's. Dansby's still out there. Their I whole outfield before today. I mean, I think the Yoshida guy will fill a spot in the outfield. But their outfield was a disaster. Like, I, I don't even know if I trust Verdugo to be a, a guy, like a full-time, no. everyday guy. They still need another outfielder, I think. Yes. I don't know what they – but I think – I was looking at something they say, though, projected lineup, and it's that Mashida, uh, Yoshida be in left, off. Kiki in center, and Verdugo in right. 
Can I go back in on the judge offer? <laughs> Christ. I would have loved them to see them to sign Hanniger for. Yeah, Hanniger would have been great. And, uh, and you know what? Josh I also Bell. think like. Oh, what the Cleveland? They Bell. are deep in prospects. It is a better option to maybe try to trade for a starting outfielder. Um, like Brian Reynolds? Then, then, yeah, exactly. Then try to pay for um, the next guy after Hanniger, who I don't even know who it is. But, like, yeah, you're going to be overpaying for them. Well, instead, you could try to go give up prospects. But we'll see what the Sox do. I'm not – I mean, I have zero hopes with Shane Bloom. I fucking hate him. So uh, we'll see. I almost think, like – with how competitive that division is right now, that it would almost be better for the Sox not to make like a massive splash. I think they want to leave their options open and like see if some of these young guys can pan out and then make a splash maybe the following year. That's my take on it because I don't think they're ready to like compete in the division next year, even if they get like Xander and JD back, you know. So I don't want to, I don't want no, I have no interest in them signing JD Martinez back. He sucks. But like what I guess I get I guess it all depends on what that splash is. Like if they go out and trade for like Brian Reynolds, who's got three more years of control. I mean, there's no way the Sox are trading like Marcelo Mayer for Brian Reynolds. Like that's not gonna happen. But if if they have to go down to like their second or third best prospect plus some, some other guys, then I've always been of the like the mindset is I could give two fucks about prospects. If you can get guys that are studs now, trade them all away. I don't care. Because yeah. half the time he's like, you look at some of the guys, it's like, oh, we can't trade him. He's completely untouchable. Like I remember there was a time when like, um, I started. There was like they were talking about the Sox back in the early 2000s, and I can't remember the player they wanted, but they refused to put Casey Fossum in a deal because he was untouchable. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Henry like Owens, most, same thing. Henry Owens was untouchable. Most of the Get time, the these guys don't pan out. Even even Yo Mankata, when we gave up Mankata to get sale, it was like, holy shit, we just gave up Mankata. He's really not that good. No. He didn't really pan out to be a superstar. No. Or an all-star. No, Kopik is like probably the best player in that yeah. deal right now. He's been injured a lot. Yeah. I mean, the big thing was like you look at like back in oh, was it oh five or oh six when they traded Hanley and they got yeah. Beckett and Lowell. But even like, that obviously Hanley out. Yeah, no, 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 it did. They won a World Series. But right. I'm saying like even like within a situation right, right. where Hanley turned into what he was, you make that trade and then win a World Series in the year or two, I'll do it every fucking year if I can. Yep. That's I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Me too. And that's coming from an organization that didn't win for 86 years. So <laughs> if you can win one and it and it's selling out, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Do you think that the Dodgers are still okay with trading Jordan Alvarez for Josh Fields, though? <laughs> Sometimes you do lose. Sometimes you do lose. <laughs> Might uh, want to have that one back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Uh, I got something coming your way. This is the and best. Man, you guys know what time of year it is. What time? Huh? Oh. What? Oh, Christmas time. You guys are, you 
you guys all been good and practicing real hard. Yeah. Clients, you've been, you've been rehearsing real hard now. So Santa bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good or what? You. Oh, that's not many. Not many. You guys are in trouble out here. <laughs> yeah, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not foul. I'm telling you why. Hey, thank you guys for listening and uh, stay healthy. Peace! Thanks, guys.